It's time for Illini Pella Saturday Sports Talk on News Talk 1400, WDWS Champaign Urbana, where we talk all things Illini along with other area national sports. Join the program by calling 217-356-9397 or send a text to the Castle Heating and Cooling text line 217-351-5357. You can also email us at talk at wdws.com. Now, here are your hosts, Lauren Tate and Steve Kelly. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Illini Pella Saturday Sports Talk. On early with you again this morning, here for just an hour ahead of Illinois football coverage. Illinois at Nebraska today. Fighting Illini game day will follow us at 9 with that kickoff in Lincoln, Nebraska at Memorial Stadium in Lincoln, scheduled for... 1101. 1101. Check that. 1103. <laughs> yeah, it's a Fox Sports 1 broadcast. It was originally scheduled for BTN. Of course, you can hear it right here on the Fighting Illini Sports Network. It is scheduled to kick at 1103 from an empty Memorial Stadium in Lincoln. So there are 300 million. <laughs> Whatever the number is of consecutive sellouts, 375 is on hold for this. These season. don't count. These don't count. So we've got uh, plenty to talk about. Uh, there was one Big Ten game last night. If you didn't stay up to watch it all, maybe you saw the highlights of this morning. Purdue got a little bit of a rob job in my mind. 34-31 Minnesota was the final. Everything went wrong for Purdue in that game. They lost a touchdown that that uh, Moore scored. You know when he j- kind of juggled the ball going out the end zone and. They called called that back and uh, right before halftime, and um, missed two field goals. We had one uh, the one was blocked, but it, it never got, really got high, very high off the ground. And then they missed the other one that would have tied the game. And then finally, uh, when they seemed to win the game, and it looked to me like that uh, Minnesota couldn't stop them, but that one call it, there must have been a push off that we didn't see well i saw it from several different times and two or three different angles i never did see it I and did. yeah i didn't either as you and i were talking before we started that offensive pass interference is a rare call to begin with yeah and uh, but if you're running down the field and you reach back and push the, the defender that's a penalty i sure but didn't see it I he had he I had did, separation for a yeah, long time and i didn't see any kind of change in the in the in the guy that was chasing him uh, I just didn't see it. I mean, but I, I, I would say that I was blocked out by his body. I couldn't, mm-hmm. if he threw his arm back there, I didn't see it. Well, Jeff Brom said there was a similar call on a Minnesota touchdown where the guy, he thought, clearly pushed off, and they didn't call yeah, that. So. I know, I know. But you know what? We had uh, Teddy Greenstein on a couple of weeks ago, and he has a new job with a betting mm-hmm. firm, uh, Points Bet USA. Yeah. They are refunding the money that people bet on Purdue. In this game? In this game Come last on. night. They made the decision either last night or early this morning. When I say refunding. That's the second time we've seen that this year. When I say refunding, they're not actually giving the money back. Right. If you bet the, 20 bucks, you could have another $20 bet on, right. so, on somebody else. They're, they're keeping the money. <laughs> <laughs> but they're giving you a chance to, uh, to not lose on that call. That's great. Ad- I said this the last time. It's great advertising. I saw a twist from uh, a twist, a tweet from uh, Teddy Greenstein. He said, "I've never been prouder to work for this company," and he'd only worked for him for three weeks. Yeah. But uh, he was pretty happy with that 
decision to do that. And you're right, that's great PR. It's yeah. customer service at its finest there. If you can, if you can uh, tie customer service to a how many thing. more will be how many more millions will be bet on games because of, exactly they think they're getting an even break. Oh, we got a chance. Minnesota won at 34-31. Purdue now two and two. Minnesota two and three. Today, of course, Illinois at Nebraska. Number nine, Indiana at number three, Ohio State. That game kicking the same time as the Illinois-Nebraska game over in Columbus. The Michigan State at Maryland game canceled. Mike Luxley tested positive, yeah. among others. 2.30 this afternoon, Iowa is at Penn State. Now, before you get off that, Steve, when you saw Pinnock dive for that end zone flag against Penn State to win 36-35, remember mm-hmm. they went mm-hmm. for two? Mm-hmm. Did you realize that uh, three or four weeks later they'd be 4-0 nope. playing Ohio State mm-hmm. in top 10 game? Top 10 game, that's... They're the story of the Big Ten right now. We'll see where that goes. Ohio State's a 20-point favorite in that ball game. Yeah. And uh, Buckeyes have played one less game. They had that. Uh, well, I just heard uh, Urban Meyer talking this morning on the Big Ten Network saying, you know, uh, these Ohio State linemen, he said they got five linemen. They're all five stars. They're all great <laughs> NFL prospects. Or, you know, And you, you realize what you're going up against. There's just an all-star at every position. Did you see they, they got the number one player – in the, I think it was a 2022 class, Third quarterback, year. quarterback who had committed to Texas, mm-hmm. changed his mind. He's going to Ohio State. Well, they one of the listings shows them getting in in the 2021 season five of the top ten players in the nation. I know <laughs> five of the top ten are going to Ohio State. Iowa plays at Penn State, Wisconsin, in a battle of top 20 teams. Plays at Northwestern. I'd forgotten that Northwestern has won five of the last six meetings with Wisconsin. I didn't know that either. That that was at that's at Evanston. Yes, correct. Mm-hmm. That's where the game is this afternoon, and then tonight the uh, night game is Michigan at Rutgers. Not sure that's must-watch TV, but you never know what's going to happen with Michigan. We've got the Illinois basketball schedule this week, and already an alteration. The um, Wright State. Raiders were scheduled to come to town. We're going to talk to their coach, Scott Nagy, in just a moment. They uh, notified Illinois yesterday afternoon that uh, they have an outbreak or at least uh, somebody uh, that has tested positive. They're not going to make the trip over. Illinois trying to fill that game. They were scheduled to play Wright State on Wednesday. Whether or not they're just trying to get one game for Illinois on Wednesday or they're trying to get somebody to be able to come and play three games, I don't know. I'm guessing it might be just the one game. Well, and I'm the other sure two teams I'm will sure play each other. Everything to get the, a, a day. they got that day. They got a TV date at eleven o'clock on Thanksgiving Day. Right. The other two teams, if that's the case, would play each other, and then Illinois. I don't know why you couldn't play somebody twice. Really, if you if you wanted to get three games in, but uh, well, they're working at it. We hear yep. Cleveland State. We hear Chicago State. We're hearing different names out there that are being thrown around and. We'll find out if they have a game on that Thursday. We'll talk more about that in just a moment. We're off and running on an early edition of Illini Pella Saturday Sports Talk. We'll take our first time out and be back with Scott Nagy, head coach at Wright State after this. Stay with us. Good morning, everybody. You're listening to Illini Pella Saturday Sports Talk with Lauren Tate. I'm Steve Kelly. On a little bit early this morning because of Illinois football coverage coming up. Illinois and Nebraska on the road in Lincoln today. That game kicks 
at 11 o'clock or shortly thereafter. Of course, the basketball season starts uh, next week as well. Happy to welcome uh, to the program our friend Scott Nagy, the head coach at uh, Wright State University over in uh, Dayton, Ohio, Fairborn, Ohio, to be exact. And uh, Scott, we were looking forward to to seeing you over here next week. And uh, late yesterday, we got the word that uh, your team will not be making it. Um, good to have you on the show again and uh, kind of give us an update on what's going on over there. Yeah, good morning, guys, and thanks for having me on again. And Yeah, we're just uh, so disappointed, you know, looking forward to finally getting the season kicked off. And uh, we, you know, it, it just is uh, with this whole COVID thing and testing three times a week now, uh, you're just going to have some guys run into a problem. Uh, and, and, you know, when you have one player have it uh, and he's around players that haven't had it, then you got to shut those guys down. And so we have, you know, we have half our team. We uh, Basically, we have me and six players. And we, just, <laughs> we, we could do – That's enough. Yeah, we could do one game. Yeah, and we could do one game like that. But we, we, there's no way – we just didn't feel like it would have been good – for those guys to try to play three games in a row, um, uh, you know, we, and and so you know, we just had to make a very tough decision. The players were incredibly disappointed. The ones that could play, and the other ones that have had to quarantine and have, have been back and forth in quarantine out of it. Uh, it's you know, it's it's becoming a very distressing thing without question for these guys. And uh, you know, it's not just basketball; it's all these other sports. You look at the fall sports that didn't even get to compete and. Uh, it, it just is, it, it's, it, you know, it's whatever. It's difficult for everybody. Everybody's having to, to deal with it, whether it's sports or life. And, you know, I just keep telling our guys the better we handle it and things that, uh, you know, we can control, control, and don't worry about those things we can't. The better we handle it, the better, you know, it'll give us a chance to compete in this thing. And uh, so we're frustrated. We, we, we wanted to play, and it was, you know, it's a tough call to make to Illinois. I mean, there were all kinds of reasons for us. I mean, sure. Obviously, with my history there in Champaign, and, uh, you know, Tim Finke was so looking forward to coming back over and playing and uh, seeing his family. And so there, there's all kinds of reasons why we're, we're frustrated and, don't, uh, and, and can't play in it. Well, you've got uh, one son on the roster and another son on on the staff. Couldn't you suit those guys up? <laughs> well, uh, the, the son on staff is shut down. Okay. So he, he couldn't suit up, and the other son is in quarantine because oh he hasn't had it yet. Wow. So well, wait a minute. How do you get it? involved in it? Scott, how do you do it at home? I mean, you got to go home. Does your son live with you? No, no. Neither, oh, okay. one, of them, neither one of them live with me, so okay. I don't have to worry about that. <laughs> Well, Scott, tell, tell us a little bit about your team. I know you're coming off a pretty successful season season last year. You've got some veterans back. Uh, you're going to have the season uh, at some point. It just won't start in Champaign. But uh, talk about uh, the prospects for the Raiders. Well, we're you know we expect to be good again. We we you know our league overwhelmingly picked us to to win the Horizon League again, and uh, we have the MVP of the league back, Loud and Love. It, it would have been fun to see he and Kofi go against each other. Two very big bodies. Uh, and Loudon has, has done a great job of staying in shape, even even through the whole summer and everything. When we weren't with him, uh, sometimes uh, you know he can he can blow up and gain some weight. He did, and he kept himself in very good shape. And plus, he's he an Illinois kid too, right? To yeah, yeah, he's from Geneva, yeah. Illinois. And, uh, you know, he's just been a, he's been a delight to coach and a really good basketball player. And like I say, MVP of the league last year. He's the only senior we have on the team this year. 
we got a couple couple uh, juniors, and then the rest of our guys are, are sophomores and freshmen. And the sophomore class with Tim, Tim's in that sophomore class, is probably the best class we've had since we've been here. Well, Scott, I, uh, going back to the uh, the problems on uh, in, in playing, how do you separate the six guys you say that are, are able – I mean, they've been around the guys that tested positive. How do, how do you d- decide who uh, – who can who, well, who who can play yeah. and who can't? Well, the reason the reason they can play is because they've they've already caught the, the virus. Oh, and, uh, and so the guys that have caught the virus and, and gotten past it, uh, right now those guys don't even have to test. They have a ninety day window. We're really hoping the CDC even changes that. I think there's it's very hopeful for a lot of people in the NCAA at the CDC can change that they, they think they may move it to 120 or even 150 days and that would get these guys even through the season but the, the, these six guys have all had it they, they they all caught it back in september late september and so they don't even have to test right now we don't have to worry about them they they you know everybody believes they can't catch it for a while and so that's why those six guys are able to go so you're almost and, and you got to be careful how you talk about it because you know there's the people feel so strongly about this thing uh, but but in terms of an advantage, you know, and these guys, we, we know that the young people handle it well. Uh, but but teams that have kind of gone through this and a bunch of their players have caught it are in a better position right now than teams that that have had nobody have it, uh, you know, because if, if they get one player that gets it, and again, when you're testing three times a week, you're going to catch somebody. And when that happens, you got to shut everybody down. Well, uh, what's what, what's your when's your next scheduled game and how soon can you get these players back? Uh, our next scheduled game is, is December 2nd against Marshall here. And um, it, it, it's, it's such an unusual thing, Lauren, because the player that ha- on our team that, that has caught it, okay, and then the other five guys that haven't had it yet, they, they're out. But the player that has caught it can come back sooner than the guys that <laughs> didn't get it. And you, in your mind, you're going, now, wait a minute, I- <laughs> But, the, but once you catch it, and particularly it depends on whether or not they have any symptoms. He has no symptoms at all. He's not sick at all. And so he'll be able to come back quicker, but he has a 10-day period. The players that haven't had it had a 14-day period because they think that's how long it takes for some, you know, if you're going to catch it, for, for some of the, the symptoms to start manifesting themselves. So that's why they have to sit out longer. But on December 2nd, uh, we'll still only have those six guys plus the player that caught it will be able to, you know, there's a kind of a return to play protocol. He would be able to play maybe a few minutes. And, and we're going to play that game uh, no matter what. And I say no matter what, I mean, Marshall's players could catch it and then there could be no game. And that, you know, we're to the point, because we're already missing three games here, we, and, and you need to get 13 games in just to be eligible for the NCAA tournament. And so we're, we're kind of that point where if we can play, we're going to play. And, you know, we just couldn't do – we just couldn't do three games in a row with six guys. We, we just didn't feel like that was possible. It was fair to those guys and maybe not even fair to the other teams we're playing. Well, you could have uh, suited but, up, but, couldn't you? Aren't you, aren't you, aren't you still no, – No, 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 I'm, <laughs> no. I'm far beyond that. I keep myself in decent shape. But, no, I don't even, I don't even get near the players anymore on the floor. So I stay away from that. But we, if, if, Marshall's, if Marshall's healthy and can come over, we'll play that game of six players. Talking to Scott Nagy, head coach at Wright State, and the last time we had you on was before the passing of Lou Henson, and I know he was a great uh, influence in your life. You spent some time, as you mentioned, uh, growing up basically in Champaign, but uh, 
if you would, talk a little bit about what what Lou meant to you and, and your career. Uh, well, just about everything. I mean, he, he did, uh, you know, if it wasn't for Coach Henson, number one, recruiting my dad. And, and it's funny, when you look back on that, he, he didn't even he, – he never even saw my dad play. He recruited my dad based on the word of Ed Murphy. Who, who I played for in college, but, but he had Ed on his team. He recruited Ed from junior college in Mississippi. And, uh, you know, Ed was from Syracuse, told Coach Henson about Dad. Dad was working on a milk truck. He called Dad <laughs> off of scholarship, and Dad jumped in the car with, with my mom, and, and they went to Abilene, Texas, and so that's where that relationship started. But, uh, you know, if Coach Henson doesn't hire my dad, uh, you know, out of the junior college there in Missouri, East Central Junior College, uh, you know, our family, our, our trajectory would have been a lot different. But for my dad to be around him again and uh, learn, and, uh, you know, I know that, that uh, uh, Coach Henson would, would say that, you know, he he benefited greatly from hiring my dad. Uh, but, but you know, everything that we do and everything that I've learned and, and that I think is important, a lot of it my dad learned from Coach Henson, and I learned from my dad. And so they're all the same things in terms of defense and rebounding and toughness the things that we believe it takes to consistently win games. And, uh, you know, and, and so as a coach, I've obviously benefited greatly, but I think even more so, you know, as a person, you know, when, when I was able to sit on the bench and watch coach, coach and never, uh, you know, it, it, in this day and age, honestly, to, to never hear a man curse, uh, you know, or, or berate players and, uh, you know, just completely lose his temper. I mean, he coach had to work so hard to even get a technical if you ever wanted to get one. Well, he had your dad. He had your dad to take care of that. <laughs> well, uh, dad, dad could easily get that. Uh, but coach, you know, he was such a gentleman, such a gentleman. And, and uh, you know, he and Mary and their family uh, have, have been great to our family. And, and we're just so blessed to know them all. Well, Lauren and I are feeling old anyway, but uh, we both remember – uh, you hanging around Illinois basketball at the Assembly Hall, shagging balls, and then yeah. uh, and then uh, working on the staff a little bit as well. So it, uh, it's been fun watching uh, your career. And I noticed that your league is doing something I think is a great idea. When I looked at your schedule, you're playing teams on consecutive nights, playing them one night, yeah. then the next. Yeah, yeah. We're just, uh, we, we basically have. Uh, uh, five road trips and five home trips, and and when when you're at home, you, you're going to play the same team twice on a Friday Saturday, and when you're on the road, you'll play the same team Friday Saturday, and so it it, it just keeps us from being out too long. It keeps us in fewer hotel rooms, and uh, you know I think they're just trying to do everything they can do to keep everybody safe. And we're, we're you know I think we're, we would love to be able to play 20 games. You know that's that's kind of what we're scheduled to do, but we'll we'll see how it works. What's uh, your reaction to what's happening in uh, in the NCAA tournament? Playing all those games in Indianapolis area. I say area because you got what thirty four games those first two days. I how are you gonna? Are there enough gyms to do that? Uh, you know, I think there probably are because you know, you're not going to need thirty four gyms. You, you know, you may need you may need uh, a quarter of that to get those games in on that first day and, and be able to spread them out and keep things safe. Uh, I think Indianapolis can definitely do that. It, you know, every, everybody just kind of just really, really understands how important it is uh, from a financial standpoint that th- this NCAA tournament happened. I mean, the NCAA leans, in, it leans very heavily on the revenue generated from the NCAA men's basketball tournament. And, and most of that is TV money. 
And, uh, you know, obviously they didn't have it last year and missed out on that. And, uh, you know, we understand that so much of the money that the NCAA makes on that helps pay for all the other sport championships. And so, you know, my, my guess is that that probably because we didn't have it last year, probably when, when they made these decisions about the fall sports, it was it, the fact that we didn't have it and the NCAA doesn't have a lot of money. It's, it, it makes it very difficult to pay for any of those sports championships. And really for the survival of the NCAA this, this year, and having this tournament is, is probably paramount. Scott, we appreciate your time. Uh, sorry we won't get to, to see you over here this weekend, but we're going to keep, uh, or rather next week, we're going to keep uh, track on your schedule to see how you're doing. We'd love to have you on again as the season gets going. Okay. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Thanks, Scott. Scott Nagy with us, the head coach at Wright State University over in Ohio. They will not be coming to town. Illinois looking for a replacement game or team in that uh, four-team event. It is 8:24. Some update on the Illinois depth chart for today's ball game. These players will be out: Eifler, Daniel Imaterbebe, Chikari Norwood, Alex Palcheski, Keith Randolph, Matt Robinson, Trayvon Sidney. Those guys will not uh, be playing today. Some of the guys that uh, were out last week are due back or at least available today, including quarterback Brandon Peters. So that means Woods would be back and Avery would be back. They're both listed as available, yes. That's really important. They need the defensive lineman. Yes, they do. So that's uh, the latest update. Both uh, Palcheski and Randolph played last week at Rutgers, but will be out this week. It's 825. We'll learn more about Nebraska coming up when we visit with their play-by-play man, Greg Sharp, out in Lincoln. Stay with us. We're back with more after this. Moving up on 828, the Line Eye Saturday Sports Talk with Lauren Tate. I'm Steve Kelly. We're on a little bit early and off a little bit early for our Fighting Illini game day coverage for football, which begins after us here at 9 o'clock. And as you heard Brian say, that kickoff in Lincoln is shortly after 11 o'clock. Let's learn more about the Nebraska Cornhuskers now. Our friend Greg Sharp is on the line with us. Good morning, Gregory. How are you? Steve, I'm good, and and I've got good news. Unlike Clemson, Florida State, we are going to have a football game here today. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it's 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 good as go. I see the uh, the fighting Illini uh, equipment groups out throwing the football around. I think they've got a little game going on down here in front of me as I look out on on Memorial Stadium's field. Well, if you find somebody that can throw it, maybe uh, maybe they'll <laughs> sign them up. <laughs> that was too easy, wasn't it? Tell us uh, tell us a little more about uh, this Nebraska team. Kind of a similar situation. At quarterback, you've got a guy who has just killed Illinois in the last two years, Adrian Martinez, who did not get the start last week. Tell us more about that and more about uh, Luke McCaffrey. Yeah, you know, Adrian was so electrifying as a, as a freshman, true freshman two years ago. His, his performance has kind of plateaued and flattened last year. And, and then last season entered the program was Luke McCaffrey, the son of, of Ed McCaffrey, who's got several – uh, son's playing football from Christian at the NFL level to a, a young man at Duke, a young guy who was a Dylan was a quarterback in Michigan before transferring out. And Luke came to Nebraska and just really kind of kept competing and kept kind of getting closer and closer to Adrian. The Huskers started 0-2 uh, with losses to Ohio State and Northwestern. And I think the coaches felt like they needed a spark and, and went with Luke McCaffrey last week. He played pretty well against Penn State. The Huskers got a win, so he's going to get the nod again today. Uh, Adrian wasn't 
bad. He just wasn't just wasn't quite clicking good enough. And so I think the coach felt like let's make a change. And McCaffrey, really talented young guy, electric runner with the football, and, and he's given a bit of a spark to the offense. Are those guys similar in any ways? I would say that Luke is probably a little bit quicker and faster runner than Adrian. Adrian probably a little bit better passer. So they're probably giving up a little bit in the passing game going with Luke. Um, so, you know, the first week you saw them both on the field at the same time. And then at Northwestern, Nebraska made the switch late third quarter. And, and, and then we did not see Adrian at all last week against Penn State. Well, uh, Greg, to get away uh, briefly from the quarterback situation, what are the other aspects of the of the Nebraska team, the program right now that you see, that you see getting better? I see I see better play along both lines, both the offensive line and the defensive line, and was really happy with the way, particularly the defensive front, has held up against Ohio State, Northwestern, and Penn State. And when you can start really competing along the line of scrimmage uh, against everybody week in and week out in this league, then that's going to give you a chance. So really encouraged by that. The defensive numbers, to me, if you just look at the stats, are a little bit deceiving. I think they played really well. Twice last week, uh, late in the game against Penn State, the Nittany Lions had the ball inside the red zone, and, and twice the defense turned them away with no points. That was a really nice step. They're forcing some turnovers this year, which they haven't been able to do. And the offensive line has done a pretty good job against some really good defensive fronts in Ohio State, Northwestern, and Penn State. So just very encouraged. Really, Lauren, with all with those two sides of the football, and I think if you're pretty decent in those areas, you can have a decent football team. Oh, isn't it fair to say that that's kind of the history, that's the culture of Nebraska? You bet, and that's what Scott Frost is trying to kind of bring that back, revive that from uh, his when he was a player here. That that's where Nebraska was so good. We're along both lines of scrimmage, so that that's encouraging and. Really along the defensive line, you start looking at Nebraska, there's an awful lot of young players playing an awful lot. So they, they feel like uh, their 2019 and 2020 recruiting classes are both going to be big hits, and that's what excites people around here is about what's coming in the next couple of years. As you analyze Illinois, what do you see your main concerns? Well, I just think they're so – Lovey's defense is always so good at forcing turnovers and getting takeaways, and I think that's been the biggest concern for Nebraska's all week is – you know, you can't have a nice drive going and then fumble the football or throw an interception. And, and that has been a bugaboo for Nebraska. And I think that that's one of the worries. And then having to defend probably, and I guess the anticipation is to see both quarterbacks today for the Illini, both Peters and Williams, just having the difference of between those two guys to defend. I think those have, that's probably what's gotten their attention. And, and I think also Nebraska's coaches are like, hey, we won our first game last week, so did the Illinois. So you got two teams with a little bit of momentum coming into this game today, and that should should mean a pretty exciting matchup. Another couple of minutes with Greg Sharp, the uh, football voice of the Nebraska Cornhuskers. How are the football-crazy Nebraska fans dealing with all this and not being able to, to pack that stadium every Saturday or five, six Saturdays a season? Steve, I think they're sad. You know, they just love their Huskers. They love coming to this place. It's like it's kind of their vacation every year, those those Saturdays in the fall where they can pack up and drive from all corners of the state to come and cheer on their Huskers. And now to be prevented from doing that, it's just sad. But it's it's 2020, right? I mean, it's what we're all dealing with with this virus. They, they I think they're excited that this team is able to play and they can watch them. 
But you know, you've got you've got government officials saying that don't gather in too many too big a groups. You got to stay in small groups if you're going to watch these games a little bit. So it's sad, it's odd, and you guys, I'm sure, have experienced with your home games. It's just you, know, you walk into these giant Big Ten stadiums and there's nobody here. It's just really an odd, surreal feel. But it, it is what it is. I'm glad that the the uh, student athletes are getting a chance to compete, and for fans, at least you get a chance to to watch and listen to the games. How has it affected, uh, speaking of listening to the games, how has it affected uh, the Nebraska uh, Huskers uh, network and uh, your work? Are you making all the road trips so far? I am um, by myself. It's it's like our color guy is a, a part of the football staff, so he comes up after they warm up and gets in the booth, but I don't have an engineer. I don't have a spotter, so I go and set my own gear up. I kind of feel like I'm back to the days when I called high school football games. Yeah, yeah. Set, my stuff, set my stuff up and get ready to call a game, so you know, in the press boxes, guys are pretty empty too. I mean, there's very few people that are even around here, so it's just, it's just a very odd thing. But boy, I'm so glad to be able to get behind, get up, put the headset on, and call a game. And once the game kind of starts, you kind of lose focus of the, all the empty seats and just keep everything focused on the field. What time did your pregame show start this morning? 4 a.m. <laughs> well, a little later than that, 6 a.m. We go, we go five hours before kickoff, and this is our fourth straight 11 o'clock game. So we've had everything we've played so far has been these early kicks. Uh, you're tired by mid-afternoon, but then you kind of have the rest of the day free to go watch other games or go get some, some dinner somewhere. So that part's not so bad. Uh, one last question from me, Greg. Uh, the president made some very strong statements relative to the Big Ten and, and the desire to stay within the Big Ten and abide by all the Big Ten rules. Uh, does he speak for everyone out in Nebraska? Oh, I think so. You know, I, I think the frustration – here was that Nebraska just wanted to play and, and felt like we tr- should try to do everything possible to play. And hey, nothing wrong it. with that. The Pac-12's doing it. Absolutely. And, you know, and then, you know, we had the, the cancellation from Wisconsin in week two, and Nebraska's like, well, can we play a non-conference game? And the league said no, and, and that's fine. That The league has the ability to do that. You're right, though. The Pac-12 then this week came out and said, no, we're going to let you play a non-conference game if you want to. But I, I think Nebraska was of the mindset, let's give this a try. Let's don't just give up. They love the schedule that guys that came out in August that had, you know, starting in September with, with bye weeks built in and open weeks and maybe the flexibility to get the schedule done a little bit. But so then when they decided to pull the plug on it, that was frustrating, I think, for Nebraska fans. Greg Sharp, the voice of the Nebraska football team. Appreciate your time, as always. Have a good broadcast. Rest those uh, pipes there a little bit before <laughs> kickoff and, and uh, take care. Sorry we won't be seeing you, but uh, hopefully we'll bump into you soon. Miss you guys, and have a, have a great rest of the season. You too. It is 8.36. We'll take a break and be back with more Illini Pella Saturday Sports Talk here on DWS. Moving up on 8.40, this is Illini Pella Saturday Sports Talk with Lauren Tate. I'm Steve Kelly. We're on early this morning because of Illinois football coverage coming up at 11 o'clock kick in Lincoln, Nebraska we're not as early as Mike White is, though. Mike White out in Southern California is up and at him and with us this morning. Good morning, Coach. How are you? I'm doing good. I Tate always, you guys always get the good hours for me. He thinks I'm up early. I used to get up early now. But anyway, we put the good guests on in prime time. <laughs> That's right. Well, it's nice to be with you and all your fans and all that stuff. Uh, we miss, we miss Illinois, believe me. What uh, what's keeping you busy these days? 
Oh, I don't know. <laughs> you could pass most people that, and I don't know. I haven't figured that out yet. <laughs> we, uh, I'm, I do a lot of things still with you. I'm on some boards, and then I'm on a, a lot. Uh, Ronnie Lott, the great player with the 49ers and uh, SC and all that. I'm on a a lot trophy board that where we pick the college. Uh, player of the week uh, every every week, and then uh, at the end of the year we have a banquet. Although the banquet, I think, is going the way of a lot of other things. But uh, yeah, I'm mean, just uh, not a lot. And uh, you know, we we have most of our children right around here now that live. They live here, and uh, so we've settled in here and uh, trying to make heads or tails of what's going on. <laughs> Mike, it's good to hear your voice. I just uh, uh, you uh, you follow both Cal and Illinois, and neither one of them has done particularly well. What's the problem here? You need to get those schools going. <laughs> I don't. Wasn't that fun last year? That bowl game. They, you know, the the bowl game that, that Illinois played Cal out there, and uh, yeah. Uh, at the, actually at the 49ers stadium, Levi Stadium, and I was supposedly the captain of both teams, and, and I was going to toss the coin. And uh, but I don't know. Then some somebody somebody with more money <laughs> he he, <laughs> he, he uh, earned his way in there, so he was flipping the coin, and I was just standing around, you know, sucking my thumb. <laughs> but uh, it was it was a fun. That was a fun situation just uh, having both Cal and Illinois in the same stadium and uh, uh, you know seeing the crowd and all that uh, it, it was great so uh, yeah uh, there's I, I I am not doing much in football uh, as I said I'm on some boards and I uh, sort of help the University of California when I can and uh, so uh, now this year, I don't know what I'm doing. I, in fact, I, a funny thing happened yesterday, uh, and I think maybe I mentioned this to you. Kevin Warren and I are real, real close friends. Uh, he, he worked for us. Kevin did when when I was with Coach Vermeil at the Rams, and uh, and then he's you know been sort of been around the world. But I, I he was for for your listeners. Uh, I'm telling you something. He he's got a good handle on the Big Ten. Uh, it may not always look like it, you know, because so many of these teams that cancel a game the day before. Cal Cal had a game last week uh, that they got, and you know they they ended up playing UCLA on a Sunday morning <laughs> at, at nine o'clock or something, and and. Uh, they can't seem to figure out what which way the schedules go or, or that kind of stuff. But anyway, I wanted to mention that to you because when when you cross paths with Kevin Warren, the commissioner, I guess he's called a commissioner or some of the Big Ten. He uh, he he's he's a, one of those kind of guys who's got a real light thought of you know he just he works his tail off and, and he's uh, makes things happen. And I, I I'm sure that there's questions in the Big Ten just like there are out here in the Pac-12 and you know when the games are going to be played or if they're going to be played or whatever but he he's really excited about uh, I guess some games this weekend uh, 
in the Big Ten. Uh, I think that you know two or th- two or three of the teams, you know, for instance, Ohio State, of course. But then uh, he, they're they're playing this week, and and he's excited. So anyway, I thought I'd mention that to you because I hadn't mentioned it to you before. Yeah, well, Warren's got off to a kind of rough start, and as everybody involved with the pandemic does, and. And, uh, you know, right. the, the reschedule and reschedule and then where he stood in the whole thing. And, and, and they, weren't to, they weren't completely forth, forthcoming, which I guess I understand that you have to you know, hold back a little bit. And, and uh, you know, and, and he, he caught some, criti- some early criticism, but uh, in, in, he, he picked a heck of a time to succeed Delaney. I mean, he took over on the 1st of January and all of a sudden he oh, looks yeah. up and, and here we are in the middle of this thing. Well, that's the only reason I may mention it, just because, not because he's a friend, but you, you have known a lot of the guys that we that were with us at the Rams and with Kansas City and some of those. And, and he was one of those kind of guys that just uh, put his head down. And, and there's no question that no matter what you're trying to do with decisions and with all these games and, and places and, you know, and this guy can't play or this part of the team can't play or this. I mean, gosh, I, I, you, you, you and I had been drinking heavy or something. <laughs> there's, there's no way, there's no way I would have been able to sort through, you know, all the things that are going on and make sense of them because uh, there's no blueprint. And, and, but he, I, I, the reason I'm excited about it for him is he, he's, he, he, at least at this point, and he admits that it was tough, but he he talks a good game, and I he I think he really takes an interest in the teams in the league and and how they're doing and how many teams he might be able to get into the playoff and all that kind of stuff. So anyway, a different type of subject. But I it was funny because he called me yesterday, and I was ironically going to talk to you today. So anyway, good man, and for your listeners it's uh i'm sure they it's the same thing out here it's a fire drill uh as i told you that last week uh cal hadn't played a game and and all of a sudden they called him up on on saturday night and said we're going to play at nine o'clock at the in the rose bowl uh, against ucla and uh, cal forgot to even show up uh, (laughs) (laughs) so it was Sort of a painful, painful game. You but, know, uh, uh, you, you mentioned that UCLA didn't, is, is having a rough time. What's what's the problem? Why aren't the teams in the Los Angeles area better? And why aren't the why isn't Cal better? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I of course you and I have spent a lot of time together and, and know how critical recruiting is because we've always you know we talked through the years about you know where could Illinois fit and when will they get in the top echelon of the of the league, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And, and I don't know, Cal's just sort of going through the same thing. And, uh, you know, if, if you don't have nowadays, if you don't have a, a, a star player or if you don't have a, some gimmick or something that, you know, because the crowds don't help you because there aren't any crowds normally. And uh, so uh, anyway, it's uh, it's probably one of those things that people don't want to hear too much about. But I, I, I felt good about Kevin just because he, he's been around the block and back and, and he, he, he certainly wasn't 
poor fact, he had me fired up when it was over. We're going to find out who wins this couple of these games, like I said, in the Big Ten. Uh, this, I guess, starting this morning or this afternoon or whenever it happens. So, uh, uh, anyway, but it, but it, you're right. It, it's 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 crazy, and uh, I don't know about but you know, if you compare. You know, you and I have had some uh, conversations about both Cal and Illinois, and and they've both taken sort of the same, uh, I guess, track or whatever, and uh, they they haven't seemed to you know they haven't had the marquee players, and and so consequently they. Uh, you know, they're just one of the, they're one of the, the, the Pac-10 or the, you know, the whatever they are. And, and, uh, uh, I don't know when they're going to come out of it because heck SC's had trouble with both Arizona and Arizona state this year. And, uh, so, you know, it's just one of those kind of things. It's hard to put your finger on, but, uh, Maybe someday you and I'll figure out what we did. <laughs> <laughs> Another couple of minutes with Mike White. John is calling in from Taylorville. Question for Mike. Go ahead, John. You're on the air. Well, thanks, guys. And i just uh, so thrilled to have the opportunity to say to Coach, thank you. Thank you for those years here at Illinois. So many memories. I mean, Dave Wilson and Tony Eason and Jack Trudeau and Verdusco and the field goal kickers, Mike Bass, your son, Chris White, and all the great yeah. games. Uh, like the Ohio State game where Dave Wilson threw for so many yards and that, that 1983 season against the Ohio State game and then followed by the Michigan game and the, and the bowl games, Liberty Bowl and the, and the Rose Bowl. And, Coach, but more than that, really, it's, it's how you do things. Always so friendly to people, the students, the fans, the media. We, we just enjoyed you so much. You know, you're such a communicator. And uh, we, you're, you're still idolized here. And uh, we think well, of you, and we appreciate you. So thank you for what you did for the University of Illinois. Hey, Mike, program. I thought you said your family was in, in, in California. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, you know, I, I, I forgot. You know, I was back there last year because Dave Williams was inducted into the Hall of Fame at Illinois. And uh, Chris, my son Chris, who's uh, now near us here, working down here in Southern California, he came with me, and and uh, they resurrected the tailgate party. My God, uh, it was like deja vu, and people were, you know, it seemed like I hadn't ever left the place. And uh, they just, I don't know if that was just a one-shot deal that weekend. I think they played. Uh, they, I, I, who are they playing this Nebraska. week? Nebraska. Uh, Nebraska. I think that's who they played. Yeah. I think that's who they played the weekend I was there, and I, I went around in a golf cart, and we're <laughs> we're supposed to eat the groceries and, and decide who who had the best barbecue and all that <laughs> kind of stuff. But I I I, I said to myself, boy, is that is this the most fun ever? Because it was it was like the day I left and. Uh, People were so thoughtful and kind, and and uh, just happy to see us wandering around. And uh, so, anyway, I, I I and Lauren knows this. I, I genuinely, of all my coaching experiences, uh, ups and downs, uh, the experience at Illinois was 
by far the most satisfying for me and of course my family and our daughter Carrie was on the TV with the uh, whatever that program was. And, that was a and, uh, PM magazine, I PM believe. PM magazine, yeah. Yeah, yeah she I and I worked was. together at Channel yeah. Three. Yeah, I think you said hello to me, didn't you? Yep. Uh, when I was back there for the Hall of Fame. Yep. Because I, uh, I, you know, you mentioned the the relationship, and uh, I of course grabbed her and, and saw her and talked and said that I had run into you and that kind of stuff. So, uh, yeah. Well, thanks. I, I, I really appreciate it. I and and uh, of course, what it blew me away last year was that facility that has been built for for the football program. My gosh, it's uh, I mean, uh, you know, <laughs> you could, it's, it's better than a, a, high, a, a high scale. Uh, you know, uh, it, it, it was it was just all with all the amenities and all the things that they've done in and around. The, workout program and all that kind of stuff and uh so i th- i think better days are going to come uh for illinois i i don't you know don't obviously follow them as closely as i do out here but uh you know they it it, it seems like you you certainly got a product that you can sell <laughs> i mean good gosh it's it just uh it's it, and, and and it should you know, you, if you just get a, a groundswell of players that 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 sell their, themselves and sell a program and sell a university, then uh, you know things will all obviously get better. Hey, Mike, I got one last question, and we don't really have time for you to give a full answer. But I see so many running quarterbacks. We got uh, Isaiah Williams is going to probably play extensively against Nebraska today, and he likes to run. But you, you were more of a the West Coast passing, uh, drop back quarterback type thing. How successful could you be in in college right now with that style? Well, I think about it, you know, just for a lot of reasons, and and uh, uh, I, you, 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 there are so many gifted quarterbacks. I mean, and you can, they're all through the pro game now, and and obviously. The colleges are always a little late. You know, we 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 stuck with our guns of the the drop back game and the, the but we you know we had the Wilsons and Eastons and Trudeaus and we always had a guy that was you know sitting there behind the center that could throw the ball and uh, make things happen. Uh, so, I, I, but I. I you got. I think you got to be careful, and that you don't hope that a guy is going to be a running quarterback. You know what I mean? It's just some of them, and some of them have their day in the sun, and and even some of these pros that have been so good the last couple of years, all of a sudden this year it's not it's not working out quite as easy for them because uh, you know the the defense has got a lot of guys who can run around too, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I and they can I, hurt I, I you. Say this, I, huh? I say they can hurt you. Those, those defenders that are running oh, around. I, well, <laughs> no question, no question. And and uh, and you, you uh, there's. I didn't have to worry about it because we were more had to, we had to worry about what kind of a defensive concept they had. You know how many how many do they how many 
deep? Do they play three deep in the secondary, or do they play two deep on two different sides, or do they play man to man? And uh, and then you got to match them up with the kind of players uh, that that you can. That, that, and you got to, and you know, you always were kind enough to me. Uh, we, you know, we basically did what we did and did it as well as we could and uh we didn't shop around you know what i mean and so uh, get just finishing the, the answer is uh if you if you got a guy that can run it you, you just gotta build your uh, your offense around him and uh make sure that when he runs it that he knows where the hell the sideline is well, hey, hey mike we're out of time yeah hold on to that thought <laughs> okay. we'll go we'll get you back on one of these days when we have more time but it's always great to talk to you thanks for joining us hey. thanks mike that's mike white stay tuned Illini game day comes up next busy day here on uh, the radio station we'll talk to you again soon thanks for listening